0: Hey everybody, I wanted to take a minute and thank you for continuing to listen to Entrepreneur Empire. As you probably have noticed, we really haven't put out many new shows since about May of last year, which was 2017. Now here we are in March of 2018, and this will really be the first episode that we've put out since then. I want to apologize for that, but really take a second to let you know that behind the scenes we've continued to set up for new interviews and come up with new content to share, This is something we really want to grow more for 2018 with more interviews, more articles, and even doing some live appearances where we discuss this topic of being an entrepreneur with other people that would enjoy it. Thank you for being patient and waiting for these episodes. We did have a few, like the one you're getting ready to listen to, which were recorded as part of that original batch of episodes that we kind of treated as season one, so to speak, of making sure that this was something that would resonate with people. Based off of the feedback, I'll say it definitely did. We've got a lot of great comments and a lot of people that have seen value in what we're discussing. We hope that you also see value in it, and we wanted to make sure and share all of the discussions that we've had. So we're going now and releasing some of those that were at the tail end of that last batch, which is like the episode you're about to listen to. Unfortunately, some of the dates and uh, specific events mentioned here have already happened since this episode is coming out later, but uh, there's a lot of cases where those come back around on a yearly basis, so maybe still pay attention to those that are mentioned. Also, uh, Debbie Wooldridge, who was wonderful enough to come on for the interview you're getting ready to hear, uh, her book is still a great one. And even though it's now been out for a little while, I still highly encourage you to go get it, Unleashing the Entrepreneur. And I want to tell you in the show notes, there's a link, but she's also provided a a free chapter of the book for our followers so that you can download it to get a bit of taste of of if you'd like it or not. You can get to that by going to bit.ly forward slash unleashing the entrepreneur book. Make sure and check that out and let us know if you're excited for the new content that's coming. All right, here we go.
1: Companies really need to keep in mind that they're going to reap the benefits of the enthusiastic, innovative, and committed employees, and employees enjoy the opportunity to really embody that spirit of being innovative and coming forward with new ideas. You are
0: listening to another episode of Entrepreneur Empire, the podcast where we talk about the most needed concept of choosing to be an entrepreneur and how it is an important need and one that might be a better fit for some people. We talk to inspiring and successful business people who maybe have played on both sides of the fence, and turn the experience and wins they gained as an employee into an exciting entrepreneurial venture. Or maybe they decided that being the number two or three inside of an organization gives them everything they need to be successful, stable, and lead the life they want. Go back to the garage in the house that someone else built. Advice, stories, tips, ideas, entrepreneur empire, dreamers who do. Here's your host, Craig Powell. You're listening to another episode of Entrepreneur Empire, and I'm very excited today to be joined by guest Debbie Woldridge. Debbie, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Great. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you. And to start things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal interests and hobbies and who you are as a person?
1: Oh, okay, great. Uh, well, I'm a wife to what I think is the most understanding and supportive man, uh, mother to twin millennials who I think are married to some pretty supportive spouses themselves. Um, as far as hobbies, I would say my probably my number one hobby is running. And in fact, I just ticked off one of my big bucket items by running the 2017 Boston Marathon back in April, so... That was kind of a big thrill for me and one of those things that uh, I had hoped and hoped and hoped to be able to qualify. So was able to do that this year. Um, so in general, I love camping, traveling, and I'm really an avid reader. So that's kind of me in a nutshell and from the personal perspective.
0: Okay, cool. And what do you do for a living Professionally?
1: Professionally, I'm the founder and the CEO of a company called TC Innovations. Um, We are a training vendor that is committed to working with our clients to develop effective and really engaging customized learning solutions. Um, Our focus is helping them to align their business goals with the needs of the emerging workforce. Um, So we build things like instructor-led training, online training, virtual training, blended programs. And we just recently launched a brand-new division for. Our company, where we're offering staff augmentation services for um, learning organizations. So we'll help provide them with project managers, instructional designers, and technology team members to kind of help fill out their own organization as needed. And then um, I guess probably more importantly, is, is maybe, uh, is that I'm the author of two books. So my first book uh, just launched on Amazon May 17th, and it's called um, Unleashing the Entrepreneur, Changing the Face of Corporate America One Millennial at a Time. Um so that was really exciting to just launch that and then the second book is kind of a companion to that and it's the manager's guide to unleashing the entrepreneur and that's going to launch within the next couple of months.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, um very cool. My my birthday is actually May 17th, so I will I will consider that your gift to me that you wrote that book. How's that? Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and and I did uh becoming aware of your book there. I thought that it'd be nice to bring you on since that just came out recently and uh kind of get your input on this. Uh we're wanting to push discussion on this show about the the role of an entrepreneur and how that might be a better fit for some people uh or maybe people realize that that uh, they could get some great successes and wins. Uh, If they were to use that shared DNA space they have with maybe somebody who traditionally would be known as an entrepreneur, um, but working inside of an organization, they can be just as successful as they would be going out on their own. So uh, we want to explore the journeys of those people who've embraced that and how that compares to maybe any entrepreneurial efforts that they've had in the past. Um, and it sounds like you've been on both sides of the fence and that obviously you are a business owner yourself, um, but you work with teams and companies all the time um, to help foster that entrepreneurship. Can you tell us about what works and what doesn't, or maybe a story um, about that type of a scenario?
1: Sure. Yeah. And actually I have been on both sides of the fence. And while I'm an entrepreneur now, um, it's only because of my experiences as an entrepreneur that I feel like that's how I landed to where I am here today. Um, I feel like, uh, as I was working in different companies and and kind of growing myself professionally, having the support of mentors and working in companies that really embraced the idea of people stepping outside the box, coming out with some new ideas and being willing to kind of push those agendas forward to help grow the organizations is probably what made me feel comfortable stepping out into my own. but interestingly enough, though entrepreneur wasn't even a talked about concept when i'm an, I'm a am a, well, Gen X baby boomer, I'm a little bit older now. Um and in back in the day, all we were we're just people who annoyed our bosses because we, we had a ton of different ideas and saw things in a different way and um, I just never even thought I couldn't say hey why don't we do this differently um, and luckily I worked for organizations that were pretty supportive my first professional career was working in the childcare industry um, and it's a low dollar com- or uh, industry it's a lot of hard work the employee turnover is really high I, I I think it's probably one of the toughest industries for people to be in, but it also is an industry that just screams for the need for entrepreneurs. And so going into the organization that I was working for and coming up with new ideas to be a little bit more effective with dollars, plan out programs that met the parents' needs and kind of thinking outside of the box were really things that enabled us to grow. We started out as uh, one little small site organization. Um, we grew it to three sites and we're servicing about 300 children and families and then the organization that was supporting us decided that it was no longer their mission. And so I panicked and I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to be unemployed. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, uh, which was my gut instinct. And then I realized, well, not only am I going to be unemployed, but 300 children are going to be without services. And their families, of course, are going to be put in a position where they're not going to be able to go to work on Monday either if we don't make some other decisions. And um, so that was an opportunity for me to just say I've got to do something different. I've got to come up with a new idea. So how can we keep this going um, without the support of our parent organization? So I went to the board of directors and I said, um, hey, folks, I know you're all affiliated with the parent organization, but would you be willing to be volunteer board of director members outside of that organization and let's set up a not-for-profit organization and keep this thing going? Um, And at first they were like, no way, (laughs) that's a lot. A lot of work, and we're not interested. So I told them that I would do all the research. I would set up the not-for-profit. I would file all the paperwork with the federal government. Had no idea how to do any of that, by the way. Um, but just read online about it, asked people questions, and they supported it. And they finally said, "Sure, let's go for it." And I think they kind of thought it wasn't going to really happen, so they agreed to it. And. Um, Actually, it came about very quickly. We reorganized as our own not-for-profit organization. They hired me as the executive director, and we were able to continue it, and we actually grew the organization from three locations to seven, from 300 children to 1,500 children, and it really came about because the organization said we didn't want to support this anymore, so we created a new one. So. Um, I just think all of those kinds of experiences and that whole desire to find new ways to do things, that's what companies are looking for. And that's how companies today are going to keep growing. And um, so my hopes and my dreams with my book is to help emerging workforce, and the book is really geared towards millennials, but helping them take that same approach that I did and say, You know what? Here's a problem.' I have some ideas on how to solve this, and I'd really like to run with this and, and have the courage to step forward and really be thinking about some new directions and some new ways to do business. Okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, you it sounds like you, you already have given a great example there and, and story with some of your background. Um, but in in your own experiences or in possibly the companies that you consult with sometimes, um, are there other times or experiences that you think lead people to realize their worth as an entrepreneur, uh where they then decide to focus on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's and honestly, I the companies that we work with, we're working with their training departments. So I don't get to see the opposite side. I don't get to see the employees because we're not interacting with them. But what I do know as we're doing our analysis of their employees, what we're finding is is that employees are looking for more opportunities to be independent, to kind of move away from the status quo. And yes, I know that this is the policy and it's the policy because it's always been the policy, but how about if we did it this way and and asking for opportunities to kind of change the way companies function and employees nowadays don't perform the same way, they're not looking for the same thing and, and that's really about two years ago we were doing a lot of an um, audience analysis and what we were identifying is is that the learners, the employees are changing. They're looking for different things in the companies that they're working for. And that number one thing that they're looking for is the opportunity to expand and grow themselves. Um, so while they're interested in helping the company learn, uh, expand and grow, they wanna do it in a way that allows them to have the experiences as well. They wanna be really engaged and involved in it. They don't wanna just be a player, they wanna be a leader.
0: Uh, and, and in those people, when you're identifying them, uh, you know, on behalf of the organizations and internally with your own team, uh, what skill sets do you think people need to have or, or traditionally have that allow them to be successful as an entrepreneur?
1: Um, you know, technically, they, what we see is that they really need to be mission oriented. They need to possess an ability to really help the company set goals that will be successful in growing the different departments are growing the organization. They need to be enthusiastically passionate about something. They need to love the path that they've chosen for themselves, and they need to work continually to, fool, to really fuel that passion, um, pushing themselves to be inspired, pushing themselves to be creative, pushing themselves to go outside of their comfort zone. I think that's huge. Um, and I think the last thing that they need to have is that thirst for knowledge. They need to say to themselves, you know, Maybe I don't know the ins and outs. Maybe I don't know how to set up a not-for-profit organization, but I can sure research this and I can reach out to mentors or I can reach out to other people who've done this and I can learn how to do this. So not, not stopping themselves from moving forward simply because they don't know all the answers right away.
0: And I think that the taking that first step is, of course, hard for some people, uh, um, because it seems like a daunting thing, uh, when, when people start to kind of go out of their lane, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's can be, uh outside of their comfort zone. So it's hard to get started and take that first step down that path. So having a mentor is is something I hear reinforced all the time in interviews and talks when I when I meet with people, uh is having that mentor and seeking that kind of advice and uh and looking to other resources such as books like what you've written or uh other content like what we strive to put out uh here with Entrepreneur Empire uh as a resource for people to build that and, and kind of figure that out for themselves. Uh in your opinion though, what are you think the biggest reasons that someone may have for choosing to be an entrepreneur instead of uh, maybe taking that leap to go outside and build something completely on their own?
1: Well, you know, it's although I'm currently, I guess, considered an entrepreneur. I don't exist without entrepreneurs, so I'm surrounded by an entire team of entrepreneurs. I mean, this company wouldn't be successful if I didn't have team members who truly had the ability to operate independently, come in with ideas. Um, Our new department staff augmentation was completely spearheaded by our um, chief HR um, well Chief HR, we just changed her title, so now I'm having difficulty, Officer, Chief HR Officer. Um, It was totally spearheaded by her, and and she saw it as a need and said, hey, you know what, let's put together a new department. She came in with the idea. So it's the folks that consistently push themselves and, and really force companies and force people like myself, the owners of those companies,
0: to think outside the box,
1: to create some innovative ways for us to continue to be better, to be faster, to be more effective as an organization
0: yeah definitely and and I think you know too, for myself, uh, looking back on my life and i and I've played on both sides of that fence as well, but some of the more um fulfilling experiences I've had, I think have been on that entrepreneur side uh, so much so that you know i I don't ever change jobs, I make career moves in my life, yep. uh, and I think that's been an important thing for me to focus on is because what I'm attracted to uh, even more than, than money or benefits or anything like that is, is where, what kind of environment am I going into? Uh, you know, what kind of support am I going to have to be able to implement things, uh, that I think need to be done. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of people out there that probably would, would mirror that or echo that as a, as an important thing. Uh, but what do you think are, uh, how important of a role do you think it is for the entrepreneur moving forward and how important of it is to stress that as a role for people?
1: Well, I, I mean, I think it's huge, and I think companies who don't recognize and embrace the idea of having entrepreneurs in their organization are, are going to be in a world of hurt over the you know the next few years because what's happening right now is is that an entire generation is leaving. The workforce, so baby boomers are retiring at uh, 10,000 baby boomers per day, are leaving organizations, and while Gen X is still in there and actively engaged, it's a very small generation, so the only people available to fill all those ja- job gaps are our millennials, and millennials by their very nature um, have grown up in a generation where thinking outside of the box, coming up with new ideas. Um, building their lives around a passion is part of their very nature, and so companies really are going to have to strive very hard to create cultures that are going to embrace that and get away from the ideas that, well, this is the way it's always been done, and so we're going to keep doing it this way, because what's going to happen is is that those companies will find themselves unable to fill the job roles, and you'll get a millennial in to fill the job, they'll work for you know, 18 months to two years, and they'll walk away, because they're not given the opportunity to express themselves and to feel as if they're making a difference. I mean, if you get stuck in this hierarchical role, um, that many companies operate in today, I think you lose an entire population because that's not what this next generation is looking for. They're looking for that opportunity to expand themselves. and Hire me as a graphic designer into your organization. I'm going to love it for a little bit, but you know what? When I get into my or- this organization, what I'm going to realize is, wow, marketing is this really big, wide-open world that I really want to learn from, and I can add a lot of value. I'm going to go to my boss and say, hey, by the way, I'd like to really shift gears and transfer over to the marketing team. Um, Can you help me make that happen? And the companies that say, you know what, that's a, brilliant idea, let's bring you over to marketing, we want to hear what you have to bring from your graphic design experience, what can you add to our marketing department, and and allowing them, like you were saying, about changing careers without having to change jobs, and, and I think that that's where companies are going to be very successful, but companies that don't embrace this idea of entrepreneurship, and, and really not just talk about it, but actually put it in as part of their company philosophy, are going to struggle dramatically over the the next five to ten years.
0: Yeah, very good point because of the shared uh, skill set and you know there's a similar DNA I think to people who uh, could be very successful as an entrepreneur and in, and in maybe in a different environment or if they really wanted to they probably could go out and possibly become uh, you know an entrepreneur who starts up a company completely from scratch and be successful at that but maybe um, you know for a lot of different reasons they decide that uh, staying with that company especially if they're getting the cooperation and support they need to really innovate and be a key Part of that team, maybe that's the better fit for them. But what advice do you have for people who want to be an entrepreneur um, but are, are battling against that perception that they're just a failed entrepreneur who couldn't make it?
1: <laughs> that actually makes me laugh when I, and I actually hear that a lot, especially with my book. And, I, and when I talk with people about the book, and they're all like, well, don't all, all, don't all millennials just want to open their own company? Aren't they all looking to be the next Mark Zuckerberg? Doesn't anybody want to be a Facebook person? And so aren't these people just people who couldn't do that? Um, it makes me laugh because it's actually not at all true that millennials and Gen Xers don't – they're not looking – by and large, to start their own companies, what they're looking for is to have the opportunity to have freedom and to have an autonomy of professional growth and be surrounded by the support that they need. That's what they're looking for. And so it's not so much whether I choose to be in... Entrepreneur, whether I choose to be an entrepreneur, what they're looking for is that opportunity and the support for them to be able to seek out and create new products, policies, technology, um, even applications that are really going to help change the world. And doing it within the confines of a company just makes a lot of sense for most people. And if you think about it honestly, if the entire world wanted to be an entrepreneur, we wouldn't have any companies because everybody would be busy being their own boss, and you would have nobody. To carry out the operations of the organization. So um, while it is very enticing, and I'm in, I'm loving the opportunity to run my own company, but I feel like. I am more of an entrepreneur within my own organization because my boss are my clients anyway. I, you know, the, the idea that if you have your own company, you're your own boss it is kind of a misguided perception. And I think a lot of people start out thinking they're going to be an entrepreneur. They want to run their own company and then they realize, well, you know what? I'm working for clients. I am working for my staff. I am working for trying to meet payroll or budgets. Um, and for most people, that's not what they were looking for. What they were looking for was the opportunity to innovate. And so doing that as an entrepreneur and having the support of the organization, having teams surrounding you, having financial support of the organization removes some of the risk and allows you to take bigger challenges.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. And and you really hit the nail on the head there. I think I've pointed it out in other discussions I've had as well. Uh, You know, is is that the experience that you can gain, uh, of being an entrepreneur? Sometimes it ultimately will lead to, to maybe where you do have that entrepreneurial venture down the road. Um, but you have that foundation that you've built on. You know, it's, it's very rare that you have somebody who, who has no experience at all and they stumble upon this idea that turns into a billion dollar company. I mean, the, like the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. That, that's, uh, that's the exception and definitely not the rule. Uh, and just because you're out there starting your own thing doesn't mean the idea is even good, you know, or that it's even going right. even going to work, but but if you are able to, um, to spin off a business, maybe it's not going to be a, a really exciting thing that's going to make you a multimillionaire, but it could make you a living, you know, it could make you a successful mm-hmm. living um, that you don't have to worry about anything and you were only able to build that business because of the experience you gained in a lot of cases being an entrepreneur uh, in that way. So that, that's definitely good um, advice that you have there for, uh, for, you know, for getting that experience. But what advice do you have for people who want to be an entrepreneur in their organizations, but they don't know how to have that conversation with the ownership or the management, um, you know, that they have these ideas or these suggestions on things they want to do or build or try, um, but don't know how to start that conversation?
1: Yeah, um, and I think that that is a big challenge because a lot of us uh, sit around and think of great ideas. I mean, you're taking a shower and all of a sudden this next greatest idea pops into your head, um, but if you can't carry that forward and convince somebody else to help you achieve that, then chances are that idea is only going to be an idea in your head. So For me, and what I what I firmly believe is that if you do have a vision and you have a passion that you want to um, achieve that vision, then you, you have the ability to make a true impact, But what you're going to have to do in order to be that game changer to take that idea from just a thought into an action is that you really have to be able to communicate it in a way and share the passion with other people. Make sure that they understand both your enthusiasm as well as your dedication to making that idea go from on paper to in practical application. So defining the goals and all of the steps necessary to carry that out. Um, to be able to achieve the vision. And if you can map all that out, on paper, list it out, create your goals, create your steps to make those goals come true. It certainly makes it much easier to make a presentation to somebody else to get their support. And as an entrepreneur, you're working inside of an organization, you're going to need to convince other people that this brilliant new idea is going to make a difference in a positive way for the organization. So being able to be an effective communicator is essential. And the easiest way to be an effective communicator is to script it out. List out what needs to happen from A to B that you're aware of and then also identify the things that you don't know. And for example, when I was trying to do set up a not for profit board, I mean I had to be very honest with the, or not for profit organization, I had to be honest with the board of directors and say, look, I don't have any idea about how to file a 501c3, no clue. Um, But I know it needs to be done. So I know I can find somebody who can help me do that. And and so by being able to communicate all of those things versus just saying, "Oh, I have a great idea. Let's become a not-for-profit organization." I'm not going to convince anybody if I can't come forward with the steps and the action plan necessary to make it happen.
0: Yeah. And on the and on the flip side of that question, um, what if what advice do you have for companies or organizations that that know that they are looking for people that want to become that entrepreneur who really helps, you know, take that corner of the business that they're involved in and, and kind of own it sort of as their own and innovate it and take it in new ways. What kind of advice do you have for companies that want to create that sort of environment to foster that type of innovation from, from their employees?
1: You know, we interviewed, um, as part of my company has created a a program called the, the millennial project. And part of that, um, we spent interviewing companies that are doing that successfully, that are really getting that um, their organizations to open the door to innovations. And the number one theme that I heard from multiple companies was the idea that they made a commitment as an organization to do innovation sessions. Um, and the companies all call them a variety of different things. Google does a really cool thing where once a year you get to submit all of these ideas, they go into a box, they pull one out, and you get to go do that innovation if your idea gets pulled out of the box. So many companies we talked with, that was the one way for them to start the dialogue of being innovative and, and holding innovation sessions where people are just free to toss ideas. So they come to this whether they're putting the idea in a box, whether they're emailing it, whether they're sitting together with a, a group of people with similar interest and just sharing ideas, it opened the door for discussion and it made employees know that, they, that their ideas were being heard that they were being listened to and they had a, a safe environment where they could just toss out ideas and it didn't matter how crazy the idea was because you know, post-it notes were not developed as because there was a need for sticky paper post-its were, were developed because there was a formula that didn't work the way they thought it was going to work initially and so, but they all thought what are different ways that we can use this we, we've built this formula what, what else could we do with it Um, And 3M was one of the companies we interviewed, and they're one of the leading companies that does innovation on a regular basis. So companies that are looking to foster entrepreneurship should really look at opportunities to create these forums where people can just safely come to the table with a ton of ideas.
0: So, uh, Debbie, tell us, what are some current or upcoming projects or events that you're most excited for?
1: Um, well, right now I'm kind of in the midst of the book launch, so getting the word out about my book, so I really appreciate this timely opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, as far as our company, we are hosting a session for the Millennial Project, which is a two-day workshop um, with a professional organization that supports engineers, um, and that's really kind of a field that is really seeing a tremendous change in how their, company, how their workforce is changing because engineers, um, they turn over their people quite a bit and they're bringing in young people all the time so we're really excited about getting in front of a professional organization and sharing the message of how to introduce entrepreneurship into your organization and really helping them to build their environment and then a little bit later this summer then we'll start the second launch on for the second book for manager's guide
0: and what is the best advice tips or resources such as your book that you can give to people who want to develop more as an entrepreneur in their own world
1: yes we'll say that. Get my book. It will help you. (laughs) But I'd also just say, obviously, a little self promotion there. But um, I I would also say to anybody interested, find a mentor. Really embrace the opportunity of the leadership and and the people around you in your organization. And you would be surprised by the amount of knowledge that people are willing to share if they're simply asked. And I think that, um, I think companies are very, full of a tribal knowledge and all you have to do is reach out and ask, and, and I think you can uncover a lot of things that will help you become that entrepreneur and help you to talk about, well, why were things done that way, and what if we wanted to introduce this product? Is that a possibility? And use those mentors to your best advantage. And the other thing, push yourself. Identify your vision, define the goals that you have, um, and then take the steps necessary to get it moving forward. You Don't wait for somebody to open the door and say, hey, would you like to be an entrepreneur? we're looking for those in our company but really put yourself out there and say you know what this is important to me i want to grow myself and to do that i know i can also grow this company
0: and uh, if people wanted to continue the conversation with you what are the best ways that they could connect with you
1: um email is uh debbie.woldridge at ttc innovations um they can go to the website which is www.ttcinnovations, or the book website which is unleashing the facebook twitter instagram they can get me by social media on any of those accounts
0: all right and we will link up to all of that in the show notes for this and Uh, put that out there for people to connect with you really appreciate you coming on i think that your voice is an important one to have and um, i definitely respect and admire that uh, you are also helping to push this conversation that i think is is so vitally important but what are some closing bits of advice that you might have for people um, considering taking this journey
1: Yep. Yeah, actually, my advice is for companies. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is, <clears throat> excuse me, is a win-win situation for both employees and for the companies. So you know, companies really need to keep in mind that they're going to reap the benefits of the enthusiastic, innovative, and committed employees, and employees enjoy the opportunity to really embody that spirit of being innovative and coming forward with new ideas and and really kind of leading their own path within the safe confines of that established. So it's really a reciprocal nature back and forth. It's a win for companies. It's a win for employees. So open the door to entrepreneurship. Embrace it and make sure that it's an opportunity that's available to all your employees.
0: Debbie, thank you again for coming Very on. I appreciate it. Debbie, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it, and I hope we uh, stay in touch together, together today, and uh, down the road. Uh, let's stay whenever in touch, and maybe bring you on so again down the road whenever your next. That's, That's book great. Launch, thank
1: so you so much for this, this opportunity. That. It's wonderful. That's great. Thank you so much for this dialogue. It's wonderful and to have right now. This dialogue is such an important one to have right now. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for taking the time to listen
0: to another episode of Entrepreneur Empire. I appreciate and I value your attention, and I hope that this was something that helps you in your world. Look, the best way that you can help with the show is to rate it with five stars and leave a review for me on the iTunes Store. Also, make sure and share it with other people who you think would enjoy being involved in this discussion. For more related content, make sure and visit entrepreneurempire.com. Like the Entrepreneur Empire page on Facebook, and follow me personally on both Twitter and Instagram at Craig C Powell. For regular news, inspiration, and information, and the Quote of the Day Breakdown video series. Until next time, stay humble and hustle hard.